Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. Coming to us from the comfortable confines of the golf cave at uh, Enberg, yes, Indiana's Timbergate Golf Course. First, before we do anything else today, I've got to apologize for our live local show for those weekend golf guys at 11 o'clock last Sunday. It was sounded <laughs> like it was going to be such a great idea to take four guys who play golf together a lot, badmouth each other, heckle each other, and a caddy who is a great heckler in and of himself. Five of us playing golf at the Pete Dye course at the uh, French Lick Resort in French Lick, Indiana. And wouldn't you know it that none of those guys would talk. Wouldn't Go say a word. What's wrong with you all? Seriously. Man. You got guys and you told them this is a radio show. Very, very <laughs> quiet. I was using, I was using my golf <laughs> announcer voice. Uh, even that didn't that didn't even thrill them. So anyhow, it was uh, it was it had a lot of dead air. It could have been a lot funnier had it been video. It would have been a lot funnier. But alas, one must one must. Uh, <laughs> you know that's a term. new shot right there. We need to do that one now. We do just, just the two of us. Had it been you and I in the caddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's, there's not a dead air going there, baby. It would have been, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, now we're on. <laughs> Programming note coming soon. <laughs> Check local listings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Don't do the show without Jeff. <laughs> uh, one thing that we're going to also jump into, and I, I'm pretty sure that it was the caddy trying to make me feel good, but my short game sucked. I could not hit a shot from. 20 yards off the green to save my life. And because I was also finding it difficult to hold those greens, I had a lot of shots from 20 yards off the green. Uh, basically my chipping and, and pitching was, uh, was very lacking. And he told me it was because the sole place on my ping wedges was too big for the, uh, the lie. He said, I always hate it when people come to the course with these ping wedges, man. Yes or no. Is he trying to make me feel good or is there something to that? I think he's trying to make Still good, John. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> We've got more. We've got a lot of great stuff we're going to talk about. Jeff is going to save me and you six strokes on your next game. Six. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six. We're going to do it when we come right back. Don't you move. We are this weekend golf guys. The entire season of golf so far, there's been rounds of golf followed by rounds of drinks. And it seems that that one always begets the other for some reason. But one thing that we haven't had this year that we've always had is that argument about real beer, light beer, spirits. No, because we finally found something that everybody is actually going to agree on. And that was Arnold Palmer Spiked. I mean, who doesn't like that real juice and the iced tea combination? And you add 5% alcohol by volume to it, and boom, you've got a hit. It tastes great, and it is something everybody in your group is going to agree on. What they're not going to agree on, maybe, is the size. You want to get a multi-pack? 
You want to get a tall 24-ounce can? You know, whether you're on the links or on the lake or wherever you are, it's going to be perfect for you. It's Arnold Palmer Spike, and you can find it in a store near you at arnoldpalmerspike.com slash golfguys. Or you can search for it on Drizzly or Instacart, but why bother? Just go to arnoldpalmerspike.com slash golfguys, 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Malt beverage with natural flavors. Celebrate responsibly. It is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I'm the hacker. He's the teacher. And I am going to give him a scenario. Jeff, I'm coming, I'm coming to you. And I'm going to tell you flat out that I have never broken 85 in my life. That's my average score, 85. All right, so All right. maybe I have broken 85. But 85 is where I tend to be. And I can't get under it very often. You don't look that old. I am going. That is the only compliment you're going to get today. Probably. And I'm lucky to get that one. We are going to pay you your normal fee, but there's going to be a large amount of money over here. And I'm basically going to going to say that if you can get me to 79 by my next round, six shots, this pile of money over here is you save me six strokes on my next round. And you'll be living a comfortable life for the next. So I'll give you all the pizza you can handle for the next week. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. we're going to start. We're going to start from the T and work forward. We're going to start from the green. Work back. What are we going to do? You know, I'm going to first thing I'm going to do. Right. If you're if, if you really literally walked into my studio and said what you just said. Right. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions and then okay. I'm going to go watch you play. Now, the questions I'm going to ask you. I'm going to say, John, I need you to be totally honest with me. I'm going to ask first, what's the length of your second putt on average? What's the length of your second putt? I want to know. Okay. Four feet. Okay. So I know right where to go on the green already is the first putt. Because if your second putt is four feet, we got a problem. Okay. We got to make sure that we're in good shape on that. But then I'm going to watch you. I'm going to ask you, do you have control over your ball flight? Yay or Uh nay? We're going to gain some shots. I want to know, do you have control over your ball flight? And and can you find your ball after your first shot? Normally, yes, I can find it. Uh, control, that may be a little strong of a term. Okay. So I've asked you two pertinent questions, right? The length of your second putt and do you control the ball flight off the tee? Mm-hmm. And all you're asking me for in this next round of golf is to save you six shots. So I've already determined where I need to go, right? Okay. The length of your second putt is too long, so we need to talk about the first one, but we also need to get you under control. We're going to talk about that, too. The third question I'm going to ask you is, when you're near the green after a miss, do you feel like you can pitch it or chip it close within 10 feet? No. Okay. I know how we're going to save you six shots right now. You want to talk about it? You probably save me six shots on the first hole. <laughs> look, you asked for the whole round. Yeah, I'm just I look at that like it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Right? You're already ordering the pizza, aren't you? I am ordering the pizza. He, he bet me some pizza. Hey, I got, we got a guest in the studio. Grab a chair. Uh, a good friend of mine, golf professional uh, extraordinaire named Jim Ward. Jim, a former tour player married to Becky Ward, a former tour player. And all of a sudden they go into Southern Indiana, they go into hiding. They're like, we're done with this tour life. Let's go buy a golf course. And then they bash their head against the wall for a few years. And then he gets smart and retires. So good for Jim and Becky that they're out of that mess. John Axton, radio host. Hi, John. How are you today? I'm good, Jim. How are you doing, sir? The basic premise is, 
And he's come to me in a golf lesson. And he's asked me how to save six strokes by the, he's an average 85 guy. And he's, at, uh, and he wants to save six strokes by the time he shows up on the golf course next time. So you heard what I asked him. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to know, right. I want to know the length of your second putt on average. Right. I want to know if you feel like you can chip it within 10 feet, chip it or pitch it. And you said, no, you said four feet on your second putt. And I'm like, okay, so we got short game saving right there. And then you, mm -hmm. the magic one was I can't control my golf ball. So that's even before I went to the golf course to see if you're playing like an idiot or not. <laughs> you know, you may be, John, uh, you might be playing like a wizard, but I don't know. I don't think so. I, I have known you too long to play like an idiot. <laughs> I have my <laughs> WWJSD bracelet at all times. What would <laughs> Jeff Smith do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it said, what would Jeff Smith make fun of me for doing? <laughs> well, was that? that all wouldn't fit on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, big list. So, Jim, what would you do? Would it be anything different than what I just said? If you got to go take six strokes off a guy's game, before you take him to the golf course, what do you want to know? Well, I want to win the pizza. So, first thing we're going to start with is from about 20 yards off the green. Let's see if we get that ball up there closer to the hole so we're not having two chips and three putts. There you go. Sounds like a deal see, to me. He wants pizza, too. <laughs> what, is, is it like a golf pro thing? Pizza? I think, and I think it's probably because our hours. We eat so, uh, such irregular hours that we just went ahead and just let's get the pizza. Yeah. Good idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're going to the golf course and i'm going to take you out there i'm going to see how you choose to play the hole or a couple of holes mm -hmm. and figure out are you putting the ball where you can play golf from or are you putting the ball where is it just because you can't control it off the tee is that why you're struggling or are the shot choices that you're making you know the club choices why you know if i've got a, a two-shot scenario we talked about this in our golf math show Right. If you got this two shot scenario that to get your ball to the green because you just can't get there on the first one, because there's plenty of those as we all know. Are you choosing easy and easy, or are you choosing long and then short? I, I don't know. Yeah. So I want to find out. I tend to go with easy again because I've known you for so long. I tend to go with with easy and easy because I am nothing if not easy. Okay. So <laughs> just wanted you to know that. I mean, you know, the old you are what you eat. If that is true, I am cheap and easy. So we uh, hey, then I'm a whole bunch of pizza and candy. <laughs> we and and I don't want to say I can't control it. It's just I can't consistently control it off the tee. Okay. Okay. I, I have been much, much better at hitting fairways, but I really I can't guarantee where it's going to go. I know primarily where it should be going based on where I'm aiming and how I'm swinging, but I can't guarantee it because sometimes I screw up. Well, <laughs> I, I know well, it's going to be yeah. hard to believe, but sometimes I, I, <laughs> I hold on. I have an aside here, Jim, John has had, well, John and I've had a, a 10 year relationship, nine years on this radio show. And in that time, it's taken me a long time, like seven and a half years to get him to actually utter the words practice if like in year six to seven he was stuttering mm -hmm. i mean He's, that sort of goes hand in hand with what we do as teachers i mean how many lessons do you give jeff <laughs> and the next week your student comes back so how was practice this week and they give you that look uh the deer in the headlights look yeah. oh, i just didn't have time well practice. you need to get out and practice right he didn't tell he, me i had to practice he, it look it he said it like fluently there mm -hmm. yeah. so Prior to this, look, right on the screen, you see his name's John Ashton. Well, prior to like seven-ish years ago, it was Iverson. <laughs> you don't need no practice. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to practice, right, John? 
talking about a game. It's I mean, just why, show up to the, why show up to the course a half hour early so where you can hit some chips and putts and maybe a few full shots before you go to the first tee, right? Let's just go. That's right. That's right. Man, and that's and that's another thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about the frustration of of inconsistency because I got to the Pete Dye course an hour early. I I went out there and took advantage of those nice little pyramid stacks of balls, and I hit a couple of balls, three or four, depending on how the first Please couple. Please tell were. me you took them off the pyramid stack to hit them. Oh, you're supposed to take them. Yeah, it's a little no, embarrassing I, did. If you I did. I did. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I took like three or four shots with every club, starting from my lob wedge all the way up to my driver. And my iron shots were crisp. They were high. They were straight. Until I got to the course. And yeah. then I couldn't hit an iron. Either either was high and short or I was hitting worm burners. And it's so, so frustrating because I thought I was doing it the exact same way I was doing it on the practice team. Well, it's pretty hard, you know. I mean, sir, you're talking about the Pete Dyer. No uh, flat lies out there, is there? There's not a whole lot of flat lies, no. 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 Except on the driving range. Yeah. Yeah. Driving yeah. ranges. Yeah. It is. And then, and well, then that's there's the whole I got a score thing. That's how they get in your head, you. Which you don't have to do on the range, do you? No, you don't. No, you don't. No. Okay. So I think and that, you that. And you don't have four other guys watching you. And plus Shocking. the caddy. Well, that's, I counted him. My three. I want to know, John. When caddy. you played, you yeah. had this caddy before. Yes, we have. So you liked him. So you you chose him again. Yes, sir. Was he cringing when he got there, or was he laughing when he got there? Oh, he was laughing. He's, he, in fact, okay. he said, "Man, I was. You made my day when I saw it was y'all coming this morning." <laughs> <laughs> you must have tipped him well last time. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's the only way the stories don't leave the course. <laughs> but some more specifics from not only Jeff Smith, but from Jim, his uh, his golf teaching buddy, who just happened to drop in. So we have two of the best minds in golf with us today on the Those Weekend Golf Guys. And all three of us will come back in just a minute. Join us. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to Twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. I've got to tell you that more than once during the uh, past summer, my wife looked at me and said, hey, John, you're looking a little shaggy, bud. Why don't you shave? And then I told her why I didn't shave. It's because, you know, these blades get dull so quickly and they're so expensive. I shave like once a week whether I need to or not. And she said, not only are you shaggy, you're cheap. I said, I prefer the term frugal. I am frugal. And I have found someone else who understands that. Harry's. Harry's was created to be different from other shaving companies. They craft high-quality, long-lasting blades with durable weighted handles that make a close, comfortable shave quick, and you even could use the term enjoyable. Refill blades start as low as two bucks. You can get a starter set, which includes a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover. It's a $13 value. I'll get it for you for just three bucks. There has never been a better time for you to try Harry's. You go to harrys.com slash golf guys and you can get that starter set I told you about for just three bucks. It's 100% satisfaction guaranteed so you get nothing to lose except that shagginess you got all over your face. Harry's.com slash golf guys right now. Get the special offer. That is H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash golf guys. Well, speaking golf, guys, it is us, John Ashton, along with Jeff Smith from the um, Golf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course. 
and, and sitting and, here with me, yes. former tour player, former golf course owner, and now Titleist certified club fitter down in the southern Indiana, Louisville region, Cincinnati region, all that, Jim Ward. How about that, folks? How all right. You- what a steal that Titleist got him. They didn't even have to pay much for him. They just give him equipment. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my wife called him, the Titleist guy. The Titleist guy. <laughs> I've been wanting Jeff to call the Titleist guy for quite a while now. <laughs> I got <laughs> some <know>. questions. <laughs> there he is. Fire away. John, see, what John's looking for without saying it out loud. He wants oh, I'll say it out stuff. loud. I'm not proud. He's yeah. looking for free stuff. Free stuff. Well, heck, we're all looking for free stuff and swag, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. Exactly. And I can trade you some of my free stuff for some of your free stuff. You know how it works. The only problem is the company collapsed down on us. We don't have any free stuff anymore. It's all their stuff. I know, man. It's, this is terrible. I just got I just got a a, a PR release about a new um, what's his name? See, I tell you, my mind is just a steel sieve. A new putter from that putter guy. You know the famous the putter one. guy, Scotty Cameron. Yeah, that, the guy who puts his name on a, the, a brand new brand new triple black putter. The head is black. The shaft is black. The grip is black. The only thing that's not black is Scotty Cameron's name. So it stands out. (laughs) (laughs) So they they send me this PR piece and then tell me it's like, it's not available until October 6th. And then when it is available, it'll be available in limited quantities at limited Titleist retailers. And it's going to cost you like a thousand bucks. Why bother telling me about it? Because they want you to talk about it and get other people to pay a thousand bucks because they know you. Yeah, like I just did. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Clearly, that worked. Yeah, that worked. Doesn't work the other way around, however. You know, sell 500 of those across the country and you made yourself a nice Christmas present, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Getting back to the question at hand, saving those six strokes. And and I understand completely. If I could get my first putt a lot closer so that I had consistently just tap ins. Uh, if I could make sure that I was within 10 feet every time I chipped from off the green, it would help because that that is the one thing. In fact, the uh, interim producer, Tim, and I, who have been playing golf after every show this week, we we have been talking about that because we play golf and there's usually one bad shot is all it takes to ruin a hole. Yeah, that's, you got that right. Hey, I have a question for Jim. Okay. Right, so here we are talking about saving strokes on the golf course, right? First question Jim asked you was about short game. So tell me, what do you see as some of the biggest problems you've seen in in the regular amateur players' short game? Do you think it's the choice of clubs, the choice of shots, or just the execution? It's a combination of all three. Most of the time you have a player take a club that's too lofted, and then the shot doesn't match up with the loft, and the next thing you know, you got a 25-yard pitch shot and you hit it six feet and then you have the same shot again so instead of changing clubs we just walk up and what do we do we use the same club we hit the same shot next thing we're at the front of the green we three putt we go to the next hole well put me down for a triple let's go <laughs> please tell me that doesn't sound too familiar john no no it doesn't I, we, we would have said put me down for a bogey <laughs> and walked with <laughs> no one would count him. <laughs> no i mean that's that 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 looks familiar. I have seen that many times. Right. You know, but, and Jim Jim mentions, you know, because this happens to a lot of folks, right? Where they mm-hmm. get around, they got some thick rough, and they got the wrong club in their hand, or they got the wrong shot because they're trying this high lofted wedge, but they got a long way to go. 
So yeah. they're not swinging hard enough through the rough or to, to fly it all the way there, or they got the wrong club and they're slowing down. So you got to figure out what's the right play for the lie that you got. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was just last week. I asked you if there was a, a cheat sheet. Had anybody ever put together a cheat sheet or do you have to do that yourself? I think do you, you have, have to, to do it yourself. So you have to go and you have to you have to do what Jim did when he was on tour. You have to go and sit down and drop a couple hundred balls on the ground and over and over again, put yourself in a position to try to figure out for this particular shot. For me, what is the right swing and the right club to use? Right. Exactly. It goes back to, Hello? Goes back to that thing practice on? thing. It right? Sounds like practice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why so many of us are never going to accomplish it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can get more complicated, which we don't like to do. Okay, do I want to hit this one high? Do I want to hit a low with spin? Do I want to make it bounce and run? And we don't want to do that with uh, players of your ability. We want you to get the ball to green. Get it up there somehow within 10 feet. Get up there. Right. You can, can have an opportunity to make the putt. If you don't leave it in a spot, where you don't have any stress to knock the next one in. Then we can take off on the next hole go do it all over again. Exactly, because the, those questions, do I want to hit it high? Do I want to hit it low with spin? Do I want it to run out? Do I want it to check up? Yeah, we can maybe answer those, but the how do I do that part, uh, <laughs> most of us are lacking on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's funny how that – it always seems to come back to this in our show, John. I don't know what it is about you that you just can't seem to – grasp the notion that you actually must do it i'm looking for a pill give me a pill i can look, take he's already look he's asking for a pill earlier he was asking for a cheat sheet uh-huh. right? well, that will be the magic wand yeah. the seminar the magic seminar <laughs> we'll whip it over your head say ah you're cured i'll take one <laughs> i don't think they sell those down the street do they you know uh, what they do? They save those for the Titleist rep, and they only give them to people that they like. <laughs> I know he's got one somewhere, man. <laughs> I probably got about 15 of them, but unfortunately, they all have different numbers on them. <laughs> one number one through one, one number 15. You know, right, and, so and, let's go back to fixing yeah. your problem on the golf course, right? Okay, let's go back to that. So, Jim, when you go watch a guy play, because you've played and you've taught lots of golf courses, Lots of golf on the golf course like I have. So when you watch somebody play, let's say that they have a decent amount of control over their golf ball. How often can you still save a guy a lot of strokes, like John's asking for just a few here, mm-hmm. when he still controls his golf ball? You know, if you can control your golf ball, that's more than half the battle because now you can pick out a target and hit your ball towards it, and you have a pretty good chance of finding someplace most of the time in the fairway or just off the fairway where you can play your next shot from a reasonable position to help you yep. get lower your scores. Because yeah. that's what, you know, what I do as a club fitter, my job is to fit you with a set of golf clubs that you're going to have more fun. And, you know, that's right. the whole idea. We're not going to turn you from uh, an 80 shooter into a 69 shooter, but we're going to have you where you can have more fun, hit better golf shots and enjoy the game more. And then take a few extra dollars from your buddies. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that working with Jeff, um, uh, listening to Jeff actually, because I haven't really worked with Jeff officially well, a couple, of times, right? couple of times, but that's about it. But my problems are now not left and right. They're not, can you find it? Can you not find it? They are, is it too long? Is it too short? Did it go offline a little bit? Like, like I was telling Jeff, one of the the things that all all my myself and all my buddies say when we walk up and see that that our ball is you know 
25 feet off the green. We go, well, at least that's pin high. <laughs> I had the right distance. <laughs> yeah, I had the right distance, but did I have it on the right side of the hole so I could get up that chip shot up there 10 feet away? Exactly. Yeah. And, but, but for the most part, it's my, my misses are not anywhere near as bad as they used to be. It may be a little bit short. It may be a little bit long. It may be a little bit left, a little bit right, but they're not like, you know, next fairway <laughs> or, you know, off the course. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this question. When you hit your normal nine iron, eight iron, seven, et cetera, et cetera, do you know how far the ball carries on the fly and how far it rolls out? Yes. You do? Well, okay, I do with my good. seven iron, with my yeah. seven iron, because that's the only one I've paid attention to. Mm-hmm. So your seven iron, how far you hit it on a fly? Carry. On the fly, on the fly about 138 okay. to 140 around okay. there, and then it'll roll a little bit. Right. I, so I use it if I'm 150 yards away. Okay. And most so, time, if you hit it from 150, you probably come up short, don't you? Well, it, if it's onto the green, yeah, I'm, I'm probably, you know. Maybe yeah. get it to the front edge, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody just found out where your weakness is. <laughs> Oops. Where, where one of your weaknesses is. <laughs> well, he just identified it. He just didn't call you out yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's your job, man. I know. <laughs> He's known you a lot longer. I've only known you for 15 minutes. That's right. Jim, what, Jim doesn't know me well enough to, to call me out, man. <laughs> he he was leading the horse to water right there, baby. But I feel it coming now. <laughs> yeah. So, John, yeah. let's just say the Jim's now exposed a weakness in your game, so to speak. Mm. He just said, so, hmm. If it's 150 yards away, you're consistently coming up short. The answer is, uh, huh. yeah, maybe I'll try that six iron instead of that seven iron with 150 yards total distance. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's a, that's a possibility. I'll write that one down for next time. I, Think I about that. We it. talked about putting. We talked about chipping and pitching. And now all of a sudden, bam. Hit the right damn Jim hits club. You with right between the <laughs> eyes with take the right club so you can save a stroke on every hole. Yeah. Every hole. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That almost sounds like 18. (laughs) Yeah. You were only asking for six, right? I'm asking for six, right? And you don't get extra pizza for 18. (laughs) I can do that. I might make that. that first putt a little shorter too. It could. Yeah. It could. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of having, you know, the, the right club and 25 yards offline, maybe you could have really the right club and not have to try to kill it to get it the right distance. It'd be a lot more close. <laughs> you have given me some points to ponder, gentlemen. Well, we're just trying to save you some strokes, John. <laughs> I will take it all under advisement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, I like green peppers and banana peppers and pepperoni <laughs> on my pizza, please, Jim. What do you like? I like sausage and green pepper, not you? Sounds right, like well. we got ourselves two pizzas. It hasn't worked yet, gentlemen. Let's not put the cart or the pizza before the horse here. We've got Jim Ward, former tour pro, teaching pro, and uh, golf course owner and club fitter, and Jeff Smith, all-around great guy, golf magazine, top 100 teacher, and me. And we're all coming back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. 
guys, do you wish there was a holistic solution that promoted both healthier hair and whole body wellness without drugs and prescriptions? Now there is. Nutrafol. Nutrafol is clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage while also supporting sex drive, better sleep, and less stress. Nutrafol is recommended by more than 1,500 top doctors. And why not? In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after as little as just three months. You too can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code GOLFGUYS to save $15 off your first month subscription. That's the best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, there's free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, dot com, and use the promo code GOLFGUYS. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-1451. That's 800-705-1451. Again, 800-705-4051. And we are back. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Jim Ward is our guest here today, uh, live from Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. Jeff Smith's Hangout. We're talking about ways that I can, uh, or excuse me, ways that we all could lose six strokes on our next round. Only they're just making fun of me. Uh, hopefully, no, that, uh, we're not. No, we're no, no, no. Helping we're, you out, John. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing next to you. I asked how to save six strokes, and you're telling me if you can't be honest about it, then you guys should be in another line of work, right? We also like to have a little fun with what we do, so why not do it this way? Of course, exactly. And I don't mind being the brunt because I am every man. I am not at all unique <laughs> in in my problems, in my approaches. Or in my uh, discrepancies and my shortcomings. It's a good thing so, you got the mustache because otherwise you just blend in with everybody. I just, yeah, everybody else. Exactly it. Exactly. <laughs> I do want to do a, a quick aside, however, Jimmy, and mention the fact that I, I have one club in my bag that has been fitted to me. It is my driver. Well, that's a good start. And I tell you that I have improved my driving substantially. I don't know if it's just mental thing because I feel more confident or if it actually works much better, which I'm sure it does because this guy spent almost two hours tweaking everything to make sure he got it exactly right. Nothing that I would have chosen on my own. It's 12 degree loft, a Ventus V2 shaft. I have no idea what that means, but everybody said, Ooh, that's a good one. And, and kangaroo leather grips. So I'm happy. You know, well, that's what's important. He fixed your club that performs better than what you had. Now you hit yeah. the ball a little bit uh, more solid. You're hitting it in the fairway a lot more often than you did with the last club you had, correct? Yes. And it's it consistently, I hit it with a little bit of a draw. Consistently. Very good. Well, yeah. Interestingly enough, you can sit back and smile a little bit, John. I'm about to say something nice. Okay. So here we are at the, uh, the Symmetra Tour Pro-Am at French Lick. Mm-hmm. John is playing in the Pro-Am. I'm standing out there behind. Now, John does not know that I'm watching him tee off. The golf pro in his group tees off. She hits a fantastic shot. John gets up there, and he looks like he knows what he's doing. Gets up, got a nice little settling in, waggles nicely. Everything looks beautiful. Takes a big cut at it and bombs it right up the middle. 
right past her. Ooh, did we give it to you like this when we got off? The <laughs> we didn't want to rub it in. <laughs> no, but he did turn around when he heard the slow clap. <laughs> and he looked back, and I'm standing there, and he's looking awful sheepish. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he gives the little the little handlebar mustache twirl, <laughs> both sides, gives me a big old grin. And next thing you know, he's looking very svelte, looking yeah, really the, nice. Nice. The, not only the clap, but the, ooh, someone's been taking lessons. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The old I mean, that, proverbial golf clap. Right. That's it. But again, and this is thanks to Jeff, and this is something that a lot of us have to overcome. It's one of my main problems was I never would have been able to do that two years ago because playing with people I didn't know and people I knew were substantially better than me intimidated the hell out of me. And I was so afraid of screwing up that I screwed up, you know, just got tight and and couldn't do it. Then this was like the, the the sixth or seventh hole we had played. They used my drive on the on two of the first three holes that we played. Very good. There's potential there to cut these six shots off your game easily. I have an older set of irons. I've got a set of of, of uh, Ping uh, Raptures, the V2s, 2008. I think the clubs on those days, I think those clubs in that day were jacked up to about today's standards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I'm sure the technology has improved a little bit where I might be able to find some clubs that work as well. They would. And they, they don't start with a ping. No. I mean, yeah, they make, they make shiny ones. Well, I mean, ping, pings are a decent brand, but the irons that I keep reading all of the, the hype about seem to be coming from other people these days. Yeah, the Titleist irons are just rocking. That's what I heard. It's amazing. Yeah. Wish I could afford them. Yeah, You could. If you to quit talking about pings and put on a Titleist hat, it'd be a little bit easier. Well, <laughs> hey, I'll buy the hat. <laughs> well, that's awfully magnanimous of you, John. I thought so. <laughs> I might even have what I can send you. All righty then. Don't worry. We'll throw in the hat. <laughs> no, but we, we, we have we, we have extolled the virtues of, of club fitting. It's it's like the difference of you know buying a suit off the rack at pennies or going to you know men's warehouse and getting fitted. I think he's just dated himself. What do you think? I think he needs to be fit for a new set of irons. What do you think? <laughs> he's just talking about pennies. <laughs> yeah. I think ninety percent of our audience just said what? <laughs> yeah, they're Where gone, are aren't they? <laughs> Excuse me. Sears, <laughs> Macy's. They're all gone. That's the thing, though. There, there are so many variables to the game. And if you are looking to, to just shave, you know, six, six to ten strokes, you can do it easily. Uh, and there are very many different ways you can go about doing it. You can learn how to do one element better. If I could if I could putt better, if I could one putt more greens and not three putt any, I could save five strokes in one round right there just by putting better. John, you don't even have to one putt. Just stop three putting. I don't three putt all that often anymore. Maybe three or four times around, depending. But uh, Tim and I are going <laughs> maybe three or four times. Three or four times for nine. <laughs> you know. So that's half a shot. Right, there it is, right there. There you go. So I asked him the first question. I asked him was, "What's the length of your second putt?" Yeah. He said four feet. Yeah. Now I know why. Right. Right? The first putt of his has got to be a lot better. Yeah, exactly. Even just you know chipping it closer, that could save that many strokes. Because I do miss that many greens. I mean, I don't. I don't hit a whole lot of greens in regulation. Well, it's because you're not taking enough club. I think yeah, I guess that could be it. You know, now a lot of times I'm pin high, just yeah. left to right. Yeah, sure. It's like the old famous saying: 
How many times did Ronda Goffey hit the ball over the green? And everybody looks at me and goes like, what? How, what are you talking about? Over the green. Nobody ever hits it over the green. They're always short. They don't ever <laughs> take enough club because they don't know yeah. how far they hit the ball, most of them. If you just yeah. went to any green on any par four, you're going to find no pitch marks on the back half of the green. Because <laughs> 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 nobody takes enough club. You have to redo the math. You have to recalibrate your thinking. You have that look of this. It's it's like it's an epiphany, and you're also back, looking back at it, going, "Man, the look on your face is somewhere between bewilderment, like I can't believe how many strokes I've cost myself over the course of my life, or <laughs> holy crap, I really need to learn to take the right club." <laughs> somewhere in there is that look on your face. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. which it is. I'm not either. Tell you, I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of emotions at the moment, man. <laughs> <laughs> just keeping the ball in the short grass, which, you know, but that's just, it's good advice. You know? <laughs> if, if only we could just learn how to do that all the time. Hey, John, buy low, sell high. <laughs> <laughs> plastics, yeah. Benjamin, plastics, which no one will understand. And I apologize unless you've seen the movie, The Graduate. You've seen the movie. Yeah, that was a movie a long time ago. Uh, so, I mean, how frustrating is it to deal with a guy like me for you two? I, I find it to be not frustrating at all. Okay. I mean, most of the time we get to see you a lot. It is our life's work to help people. And, you know, we love it when we can talk to somebody and really help them get better because we know we've made them happier. Right. Right. But then when we finally get a guy like you, we get to make fun of. And then that's great for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's better than teaching someone and having a good time? I mean, that's 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 to me. That's right. <laughs> you know, and and get, listen, guys, I know, but if I was paying them, they'd be nicer to me. So <laughs> <laughs> But you know, something's gotta make it worth our while, John. Exactly. Cash on the table here. I'm just trying to assuage the fears of the listeners going, yeah, I need some lessons, but I'm not going to those guys. Uh, look, <laughs> we also haven't seen our pizza yet. So um, you, know. I, you also haven't proved I, I, I haven't shot a 79 yet. That's when it's coming. Yeah. Okay. So right. we're taking our pound of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it sounds so easy though. You guys make it sound so easy. Well, if you have ball control, and you can be a reasonably good putter and a reasonably good chipper and pitcher. Well, John, the game is easy unless, of course, you decide to not play like a smart human being. Right. And start to think, okay, it's going to take me a couple shots to get there. Let's not pull out the longest possible option just to get it there in one when you know it isn't going to work anyway. Yeah. It'd be way smarter to play to the next easiest place to be and have an easy shot left over so that there's no stress on your game, no stress on that first shot and no stress on that second shot. Yeah. Jim's played enough golf at a high level to know that stress golf doesn't equal good scores. Yeah. Think about that in, in your oh. history of playing. When you were out there traveling around, you could tell who was going to have success and who was not just based on how much stress they were putting themselves under. Exactly. I mean, it's so much uh, awareness when you're on the golf course that you have to have 
okay, I hit it to point A. Well, from point A to point B, it's not probably very good opportunity to hit the ball where you're going to put it. So it's better to pick another spot to put it to, to minimize your, your uh, mistakes. And that's yeah. what golf is, is minimizing your mistakes to score the lowest possible score you could have on each hole as you play through the course of a round of golf. Three weeks ago, we did a show we called Golf Math. And Jeff mentioned that, that you're going to start with a minimum of 54 strokes. And yeah. any stroke above that, between the number you shoot and the number you want to shoot, is whether you do it right or not. Whether you make the smart decisions, whether you take, like he said, the two smartest shots, the two easiest shots, or if you try to get fancy and screw up. And uh, and that's and that's it. Just to reduce the stress on yourself, make it easy. Two easy shots is going to be better than than one hard shot because then you're going to have to take the lumps from messing up the hard shot and then take two easy shots after that. You know, or do I, talk the about this. Thing. I talk about this to some of the high school kids that I work with, uh-huh. you know, and they just give me that, that eye roll and they go, Oh geez, you're just telling me, you're just an old guy telling me to play conservatively. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. If it's that easy to hit the long one and then the short one, okay, go ahead. But as long as they're easy. Right. But if you're hitting the long one, just because the distance from the hole says I've got to get it up to the hole, that tells me you don't have a short game and you can't putt because you yeah. don't trust those parts of your game to help you score. You're thinking you got to do it all from way downtown. Right. Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah. No. If you've got the rest of the game. But the point is, is that everybody thinks that I'm just trying to be conservative. And the answer is not necessarily so. I'm trying to make sure that you, we take away the possibility of failure and high scores while still leaving our chance to make birdies or pars. If it's truly a two shot scenario, John, let's think about how many of those we have. We instantly have 10 on par fours. Mm-hmm. We have four more on par fives. Unless, of course, you can get there on one because you're long enough off the tee, but most people are not. So 14 of them right there are out there in two-shot scenarios. Now, let's add another two-shot scenario and think, what if I screwed up some other shot? Like I screwed up a tee shot and I put myself behind the trees. I got to have one out and I got to have one on. Right. That's a two-shot scenario that could be any place. So what you got to understand is I'm trying to get it so that you take away the potential for danger and high scores by making better choices. And as long as you play smart, you can take that number you're shooting and get it a whole lot closer to that 54 that we're always going to start with. Exactly. And when you, when you make good choices and you score better, you're going to have more fun. And that's what we're here for to show you how to have more fun with the game of golf and both Jeff Smith and Jim Ward, and you, and me, we'll all be back. Got a few more minutes together yet right here with those Weekend Golf Guys. Don't you move. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golfguys. 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose. Is it surprising? Of course not, because you're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts. They've got more tools and more time, and you don't stand a chance. That's why I love Stat Hero. This is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. It's, it's one-to-one. 
Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. So it's you versus the house head to head fantasy matchups. I did the U.S. Open. They told me who they had. I picked who I wanted. My guys are going to beat theirs. It is easy and I am in control. Stat Hero, daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be, one on one. Go to stathero.com slash golf guys and sign up for free. Do it right now. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match and that's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash golf guys. Stathero.com slash golf guys. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text SPARK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text SPARK to 321321. That's SPARK to 321 Hopefully, this edition of Those Weekend Golf Guys has uh, given you some hope that you, yes, even you, can break 80. It's given me that hope, and I'm going out later on today, and I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to buy them pizza. So, Jim Ward, where are you hanging your hat these days? Where do I send the pizza, man? Just send it up here to Jeff at the cave. We can all meet up here and we'll have it. <laughs> Sounds good. A little shameless self-promotion, man. Are you still fitting clubs places, or are you just hanging your hat and, and, and remembering the good old days and laughing at people who are actually working for a living these days? Oh, a little bit of both. But uh, Tyler's doing a little bit of club fitting for them now, doing a little bit of teaching at a course in North Vernon called St. Anne's. And uh, travel around wherever Tyler needs to be here. A few weeks ago, I was at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship for a couple of days, hanging out on the range and fitting a lot mm-hmm. of the AMs and having some of the pros come by and look at some of the things. So it was fun. Yeah. Well, life is tough for Jim Ward, man. We appreciate you uh, spending some time with us here. And, and uh, of course, Jeff Smith Golf Instruction still up and running. And, of course, if you just listen here every week, you're going to hear tidbits like how to save six strokes. That's what we do. We talk about that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about the word practice almost every show. I know. I have one question for you, John. What? 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 Before the show ends, is the red light on? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Good. The red light is on. The timer is moving. Everything is going well. (laughs) (laughs) This was just fate. Had I pushed the record button yesterday, we would not have Jim on today. So it all worked out for the best. (laughs) (laughs) You knew that was coming sometime. Yeah. Yeah. You thought you were going to be the whole show before I brought that up. There are other things other than golf. I need to practice. I've almost, almost gotten to the point where I can spell practice now too. Not just say it. Wow. You're making strides. And once I get that down, then I'm going to try to actually do it. Oh, don't lie to us. (laughs) I'm lying to myself, man. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. I'm going to find out all the things I want to do well, and I'm going to learn how to do them well. I'm going to actually come up. I am going to I am going to embarrass myself in front of you and just say, okay, 
do it to it. Fix the me. Cameras will be rolling. They, they will indeed. And it'll be must see TV. Trust me. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com, where you need to go check us out anytime. Uh, Facebook.com slash golf guys. You can follow us there. Have a group on Facebook called the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. If that's you, please join because we need all the help we can get hanging out together. And again, uh, Jim Ward, thank you, sir, for joining up. And uh, Jeff, we will talk to you next week right here with those weekend golf guys. So uh, get fitted practice and just have some fun go play some golf you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them listen to people are the worst now on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts